slides out of the backfield. Branson steps on. Trying to throw. Will stand on his feet. Some nifty moves. How about this run from Granger? He'll have a first down at the sixth occurrence. Quick shot. Left side. There's Malachi Coy. First guy misses. Second guy misses. Across the 50. Flag in the play. He's free. Bye-bye. As they set up for the break, 94 yards in a cloud of dust for Western Kentucky. State, a team that won 12 games a year ago, got the Mountain West Championship game. Chance to get off the bat in their season, a powerful opener, but it's Genty who slips the tackle, runs upfield, Aston Genty! The G5 Hive. All G5, all the time. Welcome to episode number 17 of the G5 Hive, where we aim to bring you all the honey from G5 college football. I am Justice, and I'm joined by my co-host, Luke. What's going on tonight, Luke? It's the holiday season. Santa's out, frantically making gifts. Um, and you feel like you would have all year to make these gifts with these elves, but uh, still gotta still gotta make some gifts. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, doing pretty good. Watching a lot of Christmas movies with the kiddos. I've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old, so the six-year-old is in like prime Santa catching. Stuff like we've watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2. I don't know how many times uh, my son has asked me, do we have a paint can? Which we do, but I'm like, no, we don't have any paint cans. Um, <laughs> have we, um, have we you watched saw- Christmas Chronicles with them? I have not. That's a good one. Uh, I think it's only on Netflix, though. Okay. It's Christmas Chronicles. They have a one and a two. Those Those are both pretty good. We uh, so we saw Santa today, and he gave Santa his uh, wish list, and then he said, "What is your favorite toy, Santa?" And Santa's like, "I don't have a favorite toy." He goes, "What about food? Do you have a favorite food?" And this uh, and Santa said, "French fries." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> so not cookies." You're not you. you so in other words, <laughs> your your household will not be leaving out cookies. They're gonna be leaving some French fries out. Well, I, I definitely definitely want some cookies. So I told him that uh, he probably also really likes French fries. So um, I asked my son, why did you ask him what his favorite food was? He goes, for the trap. I want to put his favorite food under a trap. Under a trap. We're going to catch him. I'm like, I mean, that is pretty sound thinking for a six-year-old. So we will be getting is, French fries and making traps Christmas Eve. <laughs> nice. How about you? How are things with you? Yeah, you know, busy day. Uh, well, busy night, I guess. So not too busy of a day. Uh, had to go to a, a family Christmas party tonight. So that's why I'm wearing uh, red and green. And and my camera doesn't like it. Um, so I noticed, like, I keep going in and out. Like, um, I, I think I think it's like my, I'm a green screen or I'm wearing, I don't know. But, yeah. 
yeah sometimes you know pre-show uh you weren't even there was, yeah, yeah was... you, you hear me talking but you can't see me <laughs> yeah my camera doesn't like my uh red and green shirt i guess but no things are things are going well man things are going well i'm uh spent the day uh most of the day watching football uh actually i had to pack a little bit because i leave leave tomorrow morning to go to the um famous toastery bowl down in charlotte to watch old dominion on monday so looking forward to that um, i am very thankful that the weather forecast like changed i don't know you know we, we we'll, we'll get into it but you saw the weather at the app state game right yeah. well at the beginning of this week that was the weather for the bowl game on monday for odu and i'm like oh my gosh like <laughs> it'll be miserable it'll be miserable. Right. Like at that point, like I'd rather just like, I could still cancel my hotel. So I'll cancel the hotel and just eat the, eat the ticket, you know, um, because I'm not going and sitting, sitting in rain like that. Like I, I felt really sorry for the app state and Miami, Ohio fans that flew or drove all the way to Florida, you know, sunny Florida and get to sit in a, like a freaking absolute deluge for, you know, three hours. That's, that's not fun. Not a deal, not a deal. But yeah, so I'm happy that the weather forecast improved for Old Dominion. Yeah, I'll be I'll be driving through that storm tomorrow, but it should be all gone by the time the game starts on Monday afternoon. So for that, I'm that I am very thankful. Um, so you know, bowl games kicked off today, so uh, we're gonna kind of review um, the bowl games from today, and then we'll preview the ones uh, coming up. <clears throat> All the way through next Tuesday. So next week we will be recording on Tuesday the 26th, the day after uh, Christmas. That's the current plan. Uh, with Monday being Christmas, we'll, we'll, we'll skip Monday. So the very first bowl game that uh, started everything off today, uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Georgia Southern versus Ohio. Um, let's see. Georgia Southern was Favored by three and a half. And uh, we both took Georgia Southern. And uh, they lost They lost by 20. Um, I, I watched this game and, uh, you know, this game just kind of like proves to you like well, that you don't you just don't know in bowl games because, you know, Ohio had all the opt outs. Um, They're down to like their fourth string running back, I think he was. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, backup quarterback, um, Georgia Southern had everyone there, but, uh, you know, it didn't go Georgia Southern's way. Georgia Southern looked, they played in that bowl game the same way they played the last, you know, I don't know, five or six games of the season. Terrible. Um, and Ohio looked great. Uh, you know, we got a good preview of Ohio maybe for next year at running back with Ricky Hunt. Uh, Ricky Hunt, I mean, he had a day, buddy. He had five touchdowns, four on the ground. Yeah, I, didn't, I did not get to watch this game. Uh, I was doing a lot of uh, stuff around the house, uh, a lot of errands. So, yeah, this one was not one I, I got. So, yeah, I was kind of curious about how this Ohio team would look. And based off how you're kind of describing it, Georgia Southern kind of 
continued how they ended the year yep uh absolutely. here with this game and ohio kind of you know maybe punched above what we thought they were going to yeah and I, I think i think i think you know i think ohio played as well as they have been playing all year um their defense played great um i think you know i think most of us just thought because of the opt-outs that ohio would be down right you know like i said they're they're down their four string uh running back they're you know, backup quarterback. And so most teams, you know, aren't going to play to the same level when you get down that far down the depth chart. But uh, both Parker Navarro and Ricky Hunt, man, they they, they played well. Uh, Parker Navarro, 11 for 16, 120 yards and a touchdown. And then, like I said, Ricky Hunt was the star of the day. And, again, maybe that's a preview of what we can expect from uh, the Ohio running game next season. Ricky Hunt, a freshman, he had uh, 115 yards on the ground, four rushing touchdowns, and then he also had uh, one catch for 18 yards and a touchdown. And that was a that was a pretty good catch. It was um, Navarro faked the run. He ran up into the line and then did like that, like that jump pass, you know, um, and it was a little short. And Ricky kind of caught it, had to had to stop, reach back with one hand, and and he did catch it. But uh, it, it it was, yeah, it was an impressive impressive catch for Hunt. Um, and like I say, he had an impressive day. I mean, I don't think anyone would have predicted that you know Ricky Hunt would have had five touchdowns today. Um, I doubt anyone started him in any kind of uh, a bowl game. I'm sure some folks probably did, like in, in DFS lineups and such. But uh, yeah. Ohio defense looked great. George Davis Bren looked – I mean, he looked better in the second half, but he had three interceptions on the day. He did pass for 350 yards, but, again, most of all that was in the second half. Uh, Jalen White, the running back, didn't do anything. He had negative yards. Uh, Derwin Burgess, six for 117 and a touchdown. Caleb Hood, seven for 31. Uh, J.J. McAfee, five for 62 and one. One thing that did surprise me a little bit was we never saw J.C. French uh, get in the game. Um, I thought maybe we would have saw him, seen him in the second half. I don't know. Some people say maybe he was injured, um, but I'm not sure. Um, but I did find it a little strange that he didn't get in that game at all, uh, especially after they were down 20 to nothing at halftime. And, and Davis Brin did Davis Brin things as far as throwing interceptions. Did uh... – <clears throat> I can't remember, but is Hood the one who's now out of eligibility, or is that Burgess? It's Hood. Hood's the one that's out of eligibility. Okay. Burgess has Burgess has at least one more year, maybe possibly two. Let me look. Um, but Hood's definitely out of eligibility, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, I'm kind of curious. You know, coming into this year for a fantasy football standpoint – I was really, you know, banking on Bryn to be one of those quarterbacks that I could use every week, and it definitely did not turn out that way. So I don't really know if I'm in on that system for next year. It seems like you want more of the wide receiver um, probably than the quarterback. Also, Burgess, if I am remembering correctly, mainly plays on the outside while Hood plays – more slot 
So I am kind of curious if this just means, you know, everything goes to Burgess. Because it was pretty much like if you had Burgess or Hood, like they were the go-to guys all year. Um, but when one of them would have a down game, it was Burgess more times than not. And they really utilize that slot. So I'm, I'm kind of curious on what or who takes over that slot role for Hood, or maybe they move Burgess inside. I don't, I don't know. So that'll be something I look forward to figuring out this next year. But I don't think I'm going to yeah. want any part of the quarterback situation. So well, I mean, I, th- I do think the quarterback situation, unless I mean, they can obviously get someone in the portal, um, but. Kind of just at this point, I gotta say it's JC French's job. Uh, since Bo Allen has entered the portal again and returned to Kentucky, I would have thought you know, my original thought was it'd be a battle between the two of them. Um, but now Allen's up, uh, up and left and went back to Kentucky. Uh, Durham Burgess does have one more year, Caleb Hood is done. Um, but Dalen Cobb, a, a sophomore, did have a big game today, uh, seven for 109. So maybe he's someone to uh, to watch out for. He kind of he's had you know five and six targets a game. Um, so he's maybe someone to look at uh, for next year with Caleb Hood moving on. Uh, he is a true sophomore. He had uh, forty catches, sixty two targets for six hundred and one yards and two touchdowns this year. So definitely someone that uh, might might step forward. Um, them next season all right uh the next game of the day uh the rnl carriers new orleans bowl with jacksonville state versus louisiana uh jacksonville state was favored by three and a half and uh they only won by three so the hook, the hook got me the hook the hook got you um, you know, you know what, you know, what really got you was, uh, Logan, the, defense? the, yeah, the, the, well, <laughs> Logan Smothers and Zion Webb and, uh, the passing game. If Jacksonville state just ran the ball every single play, this I don't think this game would have been this close. Um, there, there were, was at one point there were three. So at one point, Jacksonville state was tied with uh, Louisiana. It was like 14 to 14. And I think it was all the way into maybe the second half. It was 17, 17. So it was something strange like that where um, Louisiana had only not punted one time. Like, all of their yeah. points were off the defense. Oh, yeah. Uh, fumble recovery, interception, which when it comes to sports gambling, uh, tough to win when special teams and defenses are, are scoring like that. You know, I win on the spread if just one of those don't happen. But here we are. We had three of them, I think, right? Yes, yes. So uh, in the first quarter, there was – a receiver fumbled. Um, the Louisiana defense returned that for a touchdown. The second quarter, um, this the had same the, guy. It was the yeah, same guy. It, it was the same Inter- guy that got the fumble. Yes, intercepted this, it. This right. had this had to be like the worst pass of mankind ever, because like 
the receiver was covered pretty well, and then there were two linebackers standing in front of him. And he threw it right to one of the linebackers. I, mean, I, I say linebacker. could have been a defensive back. Um, but nonetheless, there was like three Louisiana players and, and one um, Jacksonville State player, and like it was an easy pick six. It was it was it, it was a terrible decision by Zion Webb. And then um, I guess it was at the, uh, the the fourth quarter, Logan Smothers. So Zion Webb got hurt towards the end of the end of the first half. He uh, was running the ball. Uh, he got inside the twenty, and he kind of got undercut a little bit, where like a you know receiver or, or a defensive player kind of like dove at him, took his legs off from underneath him. Um, and I think he like tweaked an ankle. He played one more play or maybe two more plays. And then he came out of the game. Um, and then they inserted Logan Smothers, uh, Logan Smothers, you know, finished, finished that drive, got him a touchdown. Um, he was then, just the spark that they needed like at that moment. Cause it was a lot of, it was really weird. Like I get it. Jacksonville state plays up tempo. Um, and if you didn't know Jacksonville state, is not in Jacksonville, Florida. They mentioned that about a billion times. Yes. Um, even had a graphic about how far Jacksonville State is from other Jacksonvilles and other states. Yeah. Real weird. Real weird uh, use of broadcast time. But anyways, they were like, like you said, they were throwing the ball a lot more. And at one point, I don't know, he was like, I don't know, eight for something with 72 yards passing or whatnot but he was like deep balls he was under throwing people they're getting into a lot of third and nines um second down throwing it but then uh yeah anytime that they would run the ball they would just like crush like their offensive line was just manhandling the defensive line of louisiana yeah and they could just run the ball at will and they just like chose not to which was really really weird and ron wiggins crushed it like he was nine yards like every time he touched the ball he had 27 carries for 126 yards and a touchdown um logan smothers did great when he went in there like i said it was it was it was just kind of like they were just stuck in the mud and then he came in there and provided that spark and then they kind of got stuck again yeah i mean it was it was just strange to me because i felt like like you said the running game was working really well and i was just like at this point why are you throwing the ball you know and then you know they they kept they kept louisiana in the game um you know with those turnovers uh and it it also made no sense because they were running the ball at will and then you got Rich Rodriguez getting upset that you're letting, you know, you're taking people out and they're getting to substitute. He wants to keep this up pace. Go, 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 go. I mean, at one point, uh, Jacksonville State was ran like 100 and some odd plays to 27. Like, it was just something ridiculous because of the defensive touchdowns and whatnot. Like, I don't know if it was 27 or 32. Something really, really small for total plays ran. Yeah. And if you're – it's just like boxing and stuff. Like you just keep getting these body blows and your offensive line is already crushing at this point in the first quarter. What is that defensive line going to be like in the fourth quarter if you just keep going, going, going and don't let them substitute out? 
And then no, we're just going to run the ball or pass the ball. So, and then we got an incomplete pass, and it it was really weird. It was really weird. The uh, you know the Louisiana offense looked pretty inept, um, which you know isn't totally shocking to me, I guess. Because uh, Jacksonville State defense is that they're 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 for G five defense. They're pretty legit. They're pretty good. Um, yeah, that if if it hadn't been for the Jacksonville State turnovers, this game would have been a blowout. And why they kept throwing the ball like they were is beyond my comprehension um given how well they were they were running the ball and uh but yeah i mean so you can blame you could i mean i'm I'm happy because i won but uh you can you can definitely blame that loss on on jacksonville state uh turning the ball over that just just insanity um i didn't i mean i don't think we really got a great look for next season um I expect Logan Smothers to probably take over for Zion Webb. Um, but he just – I don't know. Like, he's – he did he give him a sh- shot in the arm like today. He was, better, but... he was a better passer and looked a little bit more – looked like he had a little bit quicker feet um, out there. So, for fantasy next year, I think he'll be a viable, you know, quarterback to have on your roster. Um, and we, like I said, we didn't we didn't get much from um, Louisiana, so not, not no no not, no one to really highlight there, other than you know the turnovers on their defense. Um, um, who's the, who's that running back? Draylon Washington. Draylon Washington. He's Cabote didn't play. I don't know if he's so hurt. He was or... a soft. He was a sophomore, but yeah, he he played pretty well. Yeah, he, and he'd been sharing time with Cabote. Um, I don't know. I want to say I don't think Cabote has any um, eligibility left. Nah, I mean, in this day and age, I guess it's possible. But he played. <laughs> he played seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen at Texas A and M, and then uh, twenty-two and twenty-three in Louisiana. So. I mean, I think he's probably done. <laughs> um, you know, assuming one one of those Texas A&M years would have been a redshirt year, I'm assuming, just looking at his pure stats. So that gives him four years. So, yeah, I, I think Kobote's done. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they do kind of use uh, Washington as a workhorse. I mean, I feel like traditionally Louisiana um, has just kind of always – rotated and shared that backfield going back to even when, you know, when Napier was there. All right. Uh, the next game, avocados from Mexico. Uh, Luke does it so much better than me. Uh, the Cure Bowl. Avocados from Mexico. <laughs> uh, Miami, Ohio versus App State. Um, App State was favored by five and a half. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they only won by four, and we both took App State, and so we both lost. Um, this game was just a disaster, man. Uh, like I said earlier in the beginning of the show, the weather was like—I mean, it was like 
it was just a downpour. There was standing water on the field. I just really felt sorry for any of the the fans of Miami, Ohio versus App State. They went to the game. I think there was 13 fumbles. I don't – that feels like it has to be some kind of record, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure it's like a bowl game record at least, if not, uh, you know, a single game record. It, it was just – the weather was bad. It was hard to watch the game. Um, I watched a little bit. I didn't watch a ton because I was flipping back and so, forth between Jacksonville State, Louisiana. So Miami had six fumbles. Appalachian State had seven. So 13. Woof. Yeah, so I did not watch much. I'll honestly just say I didn't watch this game. I, I did watch some of it, but not enough um, that it really mattered. I was Again, I got sucked into the Jacksonville State game. Uh, that was a good game. And I watched, I think, a series. And there's, yeah. I'm like, I can't even watch, even if they have, you know, the quarterbacks of the future, the running backs, of the future, whatever it is, I can't take away anything from this game. It was a torrential downpour. It, you know, very much reminded me of the 49ers versus Bears football game last year at Chicago, uh, where it was like so windy and and rainy that you couldn't. You couldn't take, you just like throw the game away. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not really going to miss anything. We'll just see what happens. And I'll look at the box scores. And as you can imagine, uh, they ran the ball a lot. A lot. In this game. Well, I mean, uh, well, <laughs> Miami, Ohio did. Uh, App State actually threw, threw it much more than I expected. They did, yep. Uh, Joey Aguilar, 18 for 32, 211 yards and an interception. I think he even won player of the game, I believe. If I was, I turned to it at the end. Instead of being on the field to do the trophy presentation, they were in like a locker room or the tunnel or something like that. Because it was so nasty, man. Yeah, yeah Miami of Ohio, um, Amos. I'm trying to remember. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think he, he was, ran the ball for like 180 yep, yards. 30, 33 he, carries, 180 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, touchdown. he looked good, other than you know fumbles. But I mean, in the conditions, I can't. You can't really blame him. He had three fumbles. Um, he lost two of the three. Um, yeah, I mean, he was the, he was he was the Miami Ohio offense. They had a total of forty four um, yards passing. Um, one thing, and 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 I don't know this, but maybe. Well, yeah, I guess uh, yeah, it did happen. Which which is so. Um, if you guys hadn't heard, uh, from a, a, a news standpoint earlier this week, um, in, in federal court, several states were suing the NCAA that, um, uh, players should, that you can't, um, tell them they have to sit out a year. They get immediate eligibility and a judge agreed. And so from the, I don't know, I think that maybe it was Monday. Tuesday, something like that. But anyway, um, so from the date of that ruling, for the next 14 days until the next hearing, um, it's a free-for-all. And you saw that in this game. Uh, quarterback Maddox Cop, who played at Colorado 
this year. And I guess already transferred to Miami, Ohio, played in this game. Which is just absolutely insane, right? I mean, you know, he played for Colorado this year. Um, I think, uh, you know, we were talking about in the Campus to Canton Slack um, that I think the, 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 the semester ended at Colorado literally yesterday. And so because of that and because of this ruling uh, that happened, Maddox Cop was able to play in this game for Miami, Ohio. He didn't do much. He was one for two for 28 yards. But um, just crazy that he was able to play, right? The dude played for Colorado and Miami, Ohio in the same season. Quarterback. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of the whole transfer situation with the court system and all that stuff. I know they got the 14-day window. I honestly kind of thought it'd be more of a college basketball since that season is. Well, I know, think I think it. More... I, think, I think you're right. I think it's affecting that more. But I mean, we did we saw it today in that game. So, the the one thing I did hear, and I don't know how this is going to work. What I did hear though is, the NCAA said, okay, well, in 14 days when we, you know, because they appeal, of course they appealed the decision, um, in 14 days. Let's say that verdict gets overturned, then anyone that played because of those rules loses a year of eligibility. So in, in cops situation, I don't know. I heard they weren't going to go back. Like anybody who transferred during this 14 day period is kind of like, all right. We're not going to penalize anybody during this time during the appeal. That's what I thought it was. Well, I think I think maybe you're right as far as that goes. But then, but then they came out and said, if anybody plays in a game, you will lose a year of eligibility. Huh. Interesting. Um, but in cop situation, I don't know how many. I think he only played in one game for one game for Colorado. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, he played in five games, right? So wouldn't that I would think it, this would count as the same year of eligibility, and so he wouldn't lose one. Um, in his case, I don't think he played four total games, so I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. But I just thought I thought it was absolutely crazy that it, that, that this kid has now played for two football teams in the same season. Um, App State Anderson Castle, who for the most part, hadn't done anything all year, kind of was their leading – where's their leading rusher? 20 carries for 119 yards. I expected it to be Kanye Roberts uh, with uh, Nate Noel in the portal, but but it wasn't Roberts. It was Anderson Castle. So, uh, you know, App State – there's one thing App State has is plenty of running backs, right? So stay tuned next year, I guess, to see who's going to – Who's going to be the man for that App State, uh, the running back room, whether it's Castle, Roberts, or uh, Haywood, or um, somebody else? Uh, again, I feel like they got a transfer in. <clears throat> and I, I don't recall who it is off the top of my head, but I feel like they got somebody in. And honestly, Joey Aguilar has played phenomenal this year. He was yeah. on our 30 for 30. Um, quarterback list and they they played in general pretty well so i think i think joey aguilar will be a 
a person I target, you know, late in drafts. I don't think anybody's in general, people think of app state and they think of the running back. Right. This is the first year. I really feel that the quarterback, you know, makes an impact. So I, I, uh, Joey Aguilar will be on my list for next year. I, I'm really looking forward to Miami, Ohio with getting Brett Gabbert back. If Brett Gabbert can stay healthy between Gabbert, Amos and Larverdane, um, I think they can, I think they can win the Mac again. I'm more on Amos than I am on Gabbert just because, like, I broke my leg and it took me, again, I broke my leg outside of athletics. Um, I did play college sports, but, yeah, so I broke this outside of athletics and I, it took me, like, a year to get back to normal. So okay, you're in college, you get a little bit better support, uh, training, you know, every single day doing this and this, but also it's not like in Alabama or anything. So I I don't know how back, quote-unquote back, that Gabbert will be. Sure. I mean, like, I'm not necessarily high on Gabbert from a fantasy standpoint, but I'm more excited about the Miami offense as a whole, right? Um, gotcha. you know, getting a quarterback that is competent at throwing the ball, uh, with Amos <laughs> and, uh, engage Larva Dane. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, I, I think from a, from a football standpoint, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm more high on them. Um, for, you know, I think their offense provided that Gabbard does come back and, and is effective as he has been in the past. Um, they, they should be, they should be a pretty decent offense next year and, Probably the favorites to win the Mac, I would think. Um, yeah, probably. I'm trying to think. I mean, Toledo. You know, they've lost, they've lost Finn to the portal. Um, Ohio. You know, they look good today. Look, Ohio did. Um, they're losing people. Uh, but, Western Michigan maybe is able to make a run next year. We'll see. Um, they're starting to put some things together, but yeah. All right. Uh, next bowl game for the day was the Isoleta New Mexico Bowl, New Mexico State versus Fresno State. Fresno State was favored by three and a half, and Fresno State won by 27. Uh, they've won 37 to 10. Um, so one I of us got. <laughs> Go ahead. One of us got the win. Uh, it was me. Um, I'm, ju I'm just I'm just making up for the, the last time we did this when you actually absolutely crushed me. But you know, ne neither one of us. Uh, you know, we, we also have the two losses too. So it's like when we agree, we, it didn't work out so well. Whereas last time we agreed it was a win. Uh, this time when we agreed, we both lost. So yeah. So this one I did not get to watch uh, much of. Uh, I I saw this and you know this and that. Um, I saw Mikey Keen. Mikey Keen at one point was like thirteen for thirteen. He was just like on fire. Uh, Diego just, if I remember right, he hurt his shoulder um, in the last game of the season, and yep. he didn't throw the ball particularly well. And I think he was like, what was it like? 
75 yards passing, 57 yards passing, something like that. He had uh, 58 yards passing, so 72 like, I, rushing. Yeah, he did most of his damage on the ground. I just don't think his arm uh, was better. And Fresno State, you know, they were without their head coach. And, you know, it's not like Fresno State. They, they seem to get, like, progressively worse as the year went on. And then, like, I don't know. They bucked that trend, unlike Georgia Southern, who kind of just played the same way that they had been playing. Um, you know, Eric Brooks was five five catches for 77 yards. He kind of went radio silent at the end of the season. Uh, Jalen Gill, five for 69 and a touchdown. Jalen Moss, four for 76 and a touchdown. Like, every, everyone kind of pitched in, did their thing. Josiah um, Freeman, you know, three for 47 and a touchdown. He was their leading receiver early on, but then, then he didn't do any much anymore. And then uh, Malik Sherrod, eight receptions. He's their running back, eight receptions for 81 yards, 20 carries for 90 yards. He was that guy, you know, he, he was one of the guys that we had talked about uh, early on. There's the, you know, Time Elijah share between Gill- him and, and Gilliam. Elijah Gilliam. Yep. But uh, yeah, Malik uh, Malik Sherrod got about this, all of it. This, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I watched the first quarter of this game before I had to leave to go to the Christmas party, and uh, New Mexico State offense did not look good. Um, in between quarters, they were talking to head coach Jerry Kill, and he basically said, "Like, I don't even know if they want to be here, like, or, or something to that effect, like." You know, if they if they if they're not if they didn't want to be here, we didn't need to come. Or he, he wasn't happy. I guess was was the gist <laughs> of it, and that they you know that they weren't playing like they wanted to to play. Like the the, the they the, the the players just weren't executing like uh, like they should have been. Um, the the biggest I think the biggest news was that Pavia dyed his hair blonde, right? Um, I don't know if you saw that, but I did not see that. Yeah, he dyed his hair blonde before the game. Um, that was the most. I don't know. That was probably the the news of the day for New Mexico State. Um, and like you said, Mikey Keene had a great game too. Uh, three hundred eight, thirty one for thirty nine, three hundred eighty yards. Uh, Jake Hanger esque. Yeah, um, Sherrod, but like you said, Sherrod kind of was was the, was the star uh, star of the show. Uh, for the Fresno State offense, and both Keen and Sherrod return. Um, Brooks, I don't think does right. Brooks, I think is done. I think he's out of yep. eligibility. Yeah. Um, but Jalen Moss will be back. Uh, uh, Josiah Freeman. I'm pretty sure Jalen Gill's out of eligibility. But yeah, I mean it's offense to kind of look for, look towards for next year with Sherrod, Keen, and uh, Jalen Moss, and then on the New Mexico State side. Pavia does return. Uh, I believe he has one more year left, um, and he will return. And uh, I know when uh, when we a couple weeks back we talked about the players of the year, um, and they kept talking about it in this game, and I, I haven't went and looked it up, but they were saying that Pavia was the Conference USA uh, Offensive Player of the Year. My guess is Salter must have got the like Player of the Year, but Pavia got the Offensive Player of the Year. Um, but that's just a total guess on my part because if they only gave out gave out one, um, I'd be shocked that I'd be surprised that Pavia beat Caden Salter. 
So my guess is they must have gave out like player of the year and then broke it down offense, defense. But I, ha- I haven't had a chance to look that up yet. Yeah, he was named Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year. So my guess is Caden Salter must have been Player of the Year, <coughs> um, which a lot of conferences do. They have a Player of the Year, and then they they award uh, offensive and a defensive Player of the Year to other players that weren't the like overall Player of the Year, I guess. Um, so that's my guess is what they did. Let's see here. Uh, going to a sea of red. They were named Player of the Year. Yep, Caden Salter was. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I found if that wasn't the case, I found it hard to believe that Pavia would have been a would have been the uh, Player of the Year over Salter, given you know given I think Salter had better numbers, Liberty had a better season. And they um, called the the Hero Sports Player of the Year. Okay. So I don't know. And the hero is all capitalized, so I don't know if that's a. Uh, that must be or... some. Uh, it's pro- either it got to be some organization, I guess. So. So yeah, that, that's kind of the takeaway from that game, uh, and then the last game of the day that involved the G five school anyway, uh, that ended just uh, just before we started recording, was the Starco Brands LA Bowl. Featuring UCLA versus Boise State. UCLA was favored by two. It was the only G5 versus P5 matchup in the day. And UCLA won 35 to 22. Um, Actually, UCLA was favored by three and a half. Uh, And we both took UCLA. So, hey, we finally both picked something (laughs) and got a win, right? Yeah. And I I literally, I saw like the last two minutes of this game. and you know they're mostly talking about Ethan Garbers coming in, how he wasn't feeling it. Uh, and then Colin Schley started. I guess Colin Schley got hurt on a run, and then Garbers kind of had to come in. And I think Garbers he, was like the player so of the he, game. So he he made a really really long run, two of them in this game. But it was the second one. He was kind of got his head slammed on the ground. Like it was like the Boise State player had had kind of grabbed him and kind of got his face mask. I don't remember if there was a face mask called or not, but then kind of, I don't know, his his head bounced off, and then, yeah, he was went to the medical tent and then was in a ball cap the rest of the time. But, yeah, they were running the ball. I mean, that first half, uh, Boise State really owned that first half, and they could really, really run the ball, and – there were runs that you think they would be bottled up after like a yard or two yards. And like, all of a sudden, like Ashton Gentry would just like come out of nowhere. And it's like, all right, nine yard gain, eight yard gain. And then the same with uh Halani and, you know, CJ Tiller was just doing enough. He wasn't, you know, he was managing the game pretty well. And he only made the one mistake of an interception, but overall, Playing in SoFi Stadium for your first game as a freshman against uh, UCLA, who's a top defense, I think he fared uh, pretty well. And yeah, that offensive line really held their own. And I mean, obviously, didn't have to go up against uh, what's his name, the Pac 12. Oh, uh, Leiatu Le- Latu. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a stud on Sundays. But um, yeah, he. 
the offensive line did really, really well. Uh, Halani had a better game than Ashton Genty in this one. But, uh, yeah, they had that first half, and then I don't know if it's just they got tired or whatnot, but it honestly, yeah, it didn't look like UCLA wanted to really be there. And then they're like, oh, crap, we better do something. It was like, I don't know, a little bit into the third quarter, and UCLA kind of turned it on. For some reason, I thought um, that – that uh, T.J. Harden was in the portal. Um, I I mean, he could be in the portal, but he played in this game. But, yep. you know, um, maybe he's not. But for some reason, I thought he was. And then Carson Steele did not play in this game. So right. I don't know. Did, did Is Steele in the portal, or is he declared for the NFL? Or I will look into that. Um, I was I was I was actually just searching on Twitter. It just talks about him missing the game. Um, oh, maybe he was injured. I mean, they didn't say anything about being injured. Um. Well, I see this thing. It says he was questionable, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it says there's no update on his health status. Um. Yeah, it looks like some kind of injury. I I know we're not talking about really the transfer portal in general, but as I'm looking through running backs in the transfer portal, somebody I did not realized was in the portal Karon Adams at UMass I did not realize he was in the portal oh, I didn't either so he entered on the 12th so yeah kind of interesting yeah I'm trying to go through all the all the running backs here yeah it just it's looks it's definitely some kind of injury for steel um based on what I see here um Yeah, I'm about at the beginning, and I have not come across T.J. Harden. Maybe he's not in the portal. For some reason, I thought he was. Um, but anyway, I, I mean, Boise State, I felt like, you know, I feel like if Talon Green was still there, I think Boise State could have won this game. Um, they held their I own. I believe that. I believe that for sure. They held their own. They, they represented well, especially starting a, a freshman quarterback, his first start ever. Um, like you said, they're winning at the half. Uh, yeah, they, you they weren't. They were. They got into the red zone. I think their first four possessions or five possessions, and they were just having a hard time. They, had, I think, their first three times in there, they had to settle for field goals. So, you make one or two of those a touchdown. I mean, that's Taylor ball, Green. Yeah. You know, just having that experience down there. Yeah. And then, you know, you step on the throat of, you know, you know, the more the longer you let an underdog stay in it, the more they think that they have a chance. So, you know, that could have been what, you know, made UCLA just roll over early. So, yeah. 
And then uh, the last bowl game today, it's actually still on. The third quarter is just uh, just about to end here. Um, and that is the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Cal versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech was favored by two and a half. Um, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna chalk this one up. I'm gonna call it early and give you the win on this one. Already. Man, still got a whole quarter to go. Um, uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, good start for me, I guess. Right uh, is what it appears to be. Um, yeah, it looks like you will go into our week two with a three game lead on, on me. Out of the the uh, the one thing I guess that surprised me it surprises me about this not necessarily this game but just in general with Texas Tech is that I, I is that Taj Brooks is returning next year that blows my mind because um, I feel like I mean he had it he had an amazing year for you know this this past year um, and I thought he would just take that and kind of spring forward that to the NFL draft. So I'm very puzzled as to why he's returning. Um, this offense didn't look like we kind of thought it would this year. Not. Yeah. Um, but also maybe, you know, they've got in uh, – they're bringing in top wide receiver recruit, uh, Micah Hudson. Uh, I think they brought in a couple more transfer wide receivers. So maybe Taj Brooks is just like – Hey, I didn't get the draft grade that I wanted. I'm gonna come back, make some NIL, and maybe we uh, do better here with Texas and uh, Oklahoma out of the Big 12. I mean, your top Big 12 teams are gonna be what? Kansas, Iowa State. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's gonna be a tough road there in the Big 12. So, Oklahoma State. Um, Arizona. That's right, Arizona. Utah. Yes, Utah pretty much has their whole team coming back. Utah will probably win the Big 12 next year. Can I get a future on that yet? Give me Utah for the Big 12 championship. I I mean, I I don't know. It just surprises me. I feel like Brooks is a sneaky, under-the-radar NFL guy, too. Um, In terms of, I mean, I, I feel like he can be productive at the next level. And, you know, and so I think most people don't think this running back class is super strong to begin with. And so uh, I don't know. I'm just very surprised that Brooks is is, is returning. Um, but, you know, for, for places I have him for fantasy purposes, it's great, right? Um, hopefully he can, re, he can uh, repeat the, uh, the success he has seen this year. Uh, All right. right. You ready to go to week two? Yeah, week two of bowl games. Uh, because we'll be going uh, live Tuesday night, we will go our bowl games tomorrow, Sunday, December 17th, through Tuesday the 26th. Let's start out with the game that you will be at. Let's go the famous Toastery Bowl, Monday on the 18th, Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion, ODU minus four. <laughs> Man, like, um, I guess I have to take ODU, right? <laughs> That's my school, but uh, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't feel confident about it. I feel like uh, ODU. I mean, every every one of their games, except for like one or two, 
was a one-score game. Um, I will say this, though, a, a positive for ODU. Um, no Austin Reed is 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 the uh, is what's is what's being reported. Um, I think it was during the Myrtle Beach Bowl. They said that Turner Helton will be starting at quarterback for them, um, which was a little surprising to me because I thought Reed was I thought Reed was playing and Corley Malachi Corley was sitting it out. But I, for whatever reason, I've heard Malachi Corley is going to play, um, which seems really odd to me especially given that Austin Reed's not playing. Um, and I don't really know what's going on with their offensive line. Most, I think between gradu- graduation and portal, like their whole offensive line's gone. Um, and so I know last year, Western Kentucky let got, let allowed guys in the portal to play in this game. I have no idea if they're doing that this year. So, it could be, you know, Malachi Corley, but they could be. It looks like they're without Austin Reed and potentially without their entire starting offensive line. So, um, yeah, give me ODU uh, plus the points. Uh, I expect ODU to run the ball quite a bit in this game uh, with Kadarius Callaway and Keyshawn Wicks. I'm trying to find. There is something that I came across that like told you who was in the tr- like. Key, it wasn't just transfer portal news, but it was like key opt injuries out. and opt outs. And I, for the life of me, cannot find that, and it's making me upset because I want to. I want to use that right now against you when for, you start talking. For some reason, like that. I said, I thought Malachi Corley had actually announced that he was opting out, but that's not the case. I just i I must have just imagined that. I don't know. Um, so Corley's playing reads out, and the offensive line is to be determined. All right. Well, based off of that stuff, I am also going with ODU. I will not make up any – as you hear me frantically uh, <laughs> typing in the background, I was like, all right, yeah, Western Kentucky, get a game up on Justice, but that doesn't make – it's not like Western Kentucky has been super awesome. Uh, towards the end of the year anyway. Well, it, it, you know, if there is a positive for them, Old, Old Dominion will be without their two best defensive players. Uh, Jason Henderson, the linebacker, All-American linebacker, I should add. Um, he was first team and, and second team on pretty pretty much every list of all of uh, everyone's All-American list. Um, he is out, out. He, the school hasn't announced anything yet. Um, and, and I, you know, I'll just say I I saw him on crutches, uh, and his knee was wrapped. He had a big brace, so take take that for what you, what you will. Um, but he's not going to play in this game. And then uh, their star safety Terry Jones Jr. entered the portal, and he will not be playing either um, because ODU does not allow players to play once they enter the portal. Um, Ricky Ronnie is said this many times but he said hey i want guys that want to be here um we appreciate what you did for us and when we you know support you in your decision um but we need to we need guys that you know want to be here um that are going to help us build for next year um and so players that have entered the portal from old dominion perspective will not be playing in this bowl game all right so transfer portals for the hilltoppers Starting left guard, uh, Quantavius Leslie. 
Starting center, Vincent Murphy. Starting right tackle, Wes Dorsey. Starting quarterback, Upton Stout. Uh, starting linebacker, Desmond Baker. Starting safety, Talik Allen. Cornerback, uh, TJ Springer. Backup quarterback, Caden Vel- Veltekamp. And safety, Kendrick Simpson. Um, there are reports that some of those players could still play in the bowl game. Yeah, because that's, that's, what, that's what happened last year. They had guys in the portal that played in the bowl game, so wouldn't and then, shock me to see uh, that happen. Um, ODU, Javon Harvey, Jordan Bly, starting safety, Terry Jones, defense alignment, Devin Brandt Epps, wide receiver, Marques Bell, and starting punter, Ethan, is it Dwayne? Ethan Dwayne, yep. And then injuries to star linebacker, Jason Henderson. Yep, Henderson and Jones are the big ones there. So, and then Jones, yeah, Jones had 743 snaps and 107 tackles this season. Yep. So yeah. Tuesday, December 19th, the Scooters just saw us scoot around to the Frisco Bowl uh, where Ashton Genty and Taylor Green had a breakout game last year. Uh, this one will be against UTSA, and Marshall UTSA is favored by 12. That is a very large number. It is. <laughs> but I don't know. Marshall's weird because they hadn't been, like, playing super well, but then, like, all of a sudden they would, like, win games you didn't think they would win or be in games that you didn't think they would be in. And UTSA came out sluggish, and then they started, like, throttling teams. Frank Harrison is the last game. I think I want to take the points in UTSA. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you um, because Marshall, I guess Cole Pennington is going to be the starter because Cam Fancher is in the portal. Um, And, you know, I haven't – Rasheen Ali, did he he declare for the draft? He did. And so I wonder if he's going to play in this game. I don't know. I haven't heard. Right. I, don't, I don't know the answer to that question. So here's what I got for this game. Head coach Jeff Trailer will stay with UTSA. The transfer portal cornerback Sarius Dumas. Um, he hasn't played since week nine, so not really a big loss. The AC Defensive Player of the Year Edge Trey Moore. He is out. In the, he is out. Uh, Marshall transfer portal starting quarterback Cam Fancher. Uh, Cole Pennington is actually set to start yep. this game. Um, center, guard, anchor, Trent. Chad Pennington. Yes. Uh, the center, guard, anchor, Trent Holler, uh, 725 snaps. In the in the portal, Caleb C- Combs and tight end Sean Salas. Coaching changes. They hired Purdue's tight end coach, Seth Dogie uh, as their offensive coordinator. So kind of interested to see how that looks. Uh, I believe if I remember right, you had sent me something about this air raid. raid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Injuries. uh, They're starting safety. JJ Roberts has 581 snaps missed the final two games. Um, but it says nothing official on opt-outs, keeping an eye on the status of Rashina Ali. So does not sound like anybody knows if he's going to play or not yet. But yeah. Yeah, give, Maybe me, a, give me Frank Harris and, and UTSA. 
All right. Now we've got the Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, what was that? FAU over there. Um, Thursday, December 21st, South Florida versus Syracuse. Syracuse minus 12. Our G5 versus P5. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to take uh, South Florida. I mean, I think South Florida wins the game outright. Um, you know, but if you're going to give me South Florida on 12 points, take that all day. Yeah, oh, that's not, gonna... And that's not right. That's not right. That, that line's not right. It's Syracuse okay. by three. Uh, but, okay. Still, I still take South Florida. So, All right. Yeah, I'm going to do South Florida as well, uh, mainly because Byron Brown – Hopefully, I you know you can continue to see some things together. This also they got a new head coach. This marks the first UCF bowl since 2018. You could bring in a new head coach. He gets into his first bowl. That's uh, nothing to bat an eye about. Um, they do have quarterback Jerry Bohannon in the transfer portal. He did not play this year. Uh, hopefully that. It's either him. It's either going to be Byron Brown or uh, is it Israel Carter? Yeah. Um, next year, hopefully, Byron Brown can put some things together in this one. Also, safety Will Jones the <clears throat> second. He started it late in the year. He was uh, had 169 snaps. They have injuries to starting left guard Andrew Cloughley, but he didn't play the last few games and. Um, Starting right guard Zane Herring left the regular season finale with an injury. Not sure if he will play. Starting outside linebacker Lloyd Summerall left the team after week 10. So some things to note there. And that's the first uh, G5 versus P5 matchup in this period. So, you know, I, and I think just a, a great shot for the G5 to get a win. Yeah, Syracuse coaching changes. Head coach Dino Babers uh, was fired. Um, Nunzio Campline is going to be the internal or the interim head coach. Texas A&M's Elijah Elijah Robinson was hired as a defensive coordinator. They've got starting edge Leon Lowry Jr., cornerback Jeremiah Wilson, safety Ahmad Greenwood. And defensive line, Terry Lockett, um, out injuries. Uh, Garrett Schrader should be fully healthy, uh, they say. And starting defensive end, Terry Lockett was in sweats for the regular season finale. So we will. Uh, It'd be interesting to see if they still start Valari, right? I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Be interesting to see if they start Schrader over Valari. I mean, yeah, but they had not been looking too great. Uh, in other news, transfer portal news wise, you know, their new head coach, um, George, right. It's Georgia's defensive backs. Yep. Coach, uh, bringing in some Georgia guys and Syracuse might be, might be pretty, pretty decent if they can get some of these recruiters in or the recruits in. And sounds like he was a pretty good recruiter there at Georgia. So. Uh, maybe Syracuse. I doubt their NIL is all that great, but they might. He might be able to put something together there. Yep. All right. Friday, the December twenty second, we've got the Union Home Mortgage 
Gasparilla Bowl, Georgia Tech versus UCF. UCF favored by four and a half. Um, let's see here. Georgia Tech, you've got starting edge Kyle Kennard and starting cornerback Kenan Johnson in the transfer portal. No big injuries. UCF transfer portal starting cornerback Corey Thornton. Center Drake Metcalf. Wide receiver Jalen Griffin. And running back Jordan McDonald. Didn't play a whole bunch. Injuries to safety Jarrell Wilson. Uh, he didn't play in the finale. And then fellow uh, defensive back Braden Marshall left early with an injury in the finale. I Georgia Tech has been playing pretty, pretty well lately, but I think I'm going to go with UCF and the four and a half points. I don't like the four and a half. Um, I'd feel much better at two and a half, but I think the tempo for UCF is going to be what what does it. Um, man, I'll, 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 I'll go opposite. I'll take Georgia tech. All right. Thank you. <laughs> give you, give, I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to lay real money, I probably would lay real money on UCF, but yeah. Uh, which is not good either for either for you, because usually when I, if I bet real money, I usually lose. So, <laughs> all right. Saturday, December 23rd. We've got the Birmingham Bowl, Troy versus Duke. Troy minus eight. Our G five versus P five. Um, let's see here. Coaching changes. Head coach John Summerall for uh, Troy has agreed to take the job at Tulane. Defensive coordinator Greg Gasparato uh, will serve as the interim head coach. Uh, transfer portal um, guard Kobe. Williams, he's only played 23 snaps. Uh, linebacker Jaden McDonald, he has nine and a half tackles for losses there in the portal. Uh, no, nothing for major injuries. Duke Blue Devils coaching changes. Mike Elko is left for Texas A&M. Um, associate head coach Trooper Taylor will serve as the interim head coach. Lots of people in the portal and a couple injuries. So got Riley Leonard. Um, in the transfer portal, uh, Edge, RJ, um, Oben, defensive line, Aeneas Peebles, linebacker, Dorian Masai. Uh, you got a kick returner and defensive back, Jalen uh, Stinson. Uh, starting running back, Jordan Waters. Another running back, Jaquez Moore. Oh, geez. You got starting center, Scott. Elliot didn't play the last few games. He had 428 snaps, so that's significant. And then uh, safety, Terry Moore got hurt late in the season. He had 391 snaps. Opt-out starting defensive line, Dwayne Carter, earned a senior bowl invite and may sit out. So the same is true for starting offensive tackle, Graham Barton. So they might not play. That's a lot of things pointing to... Give me Troy. Oh, I don't know. Eight points is a lot. It is. 
I don't love that. But hey, we're the G five five. Give me Troy. Yeah, I think I think I gotta agree with you, Troy. I mean, they're they're one of the, they're the Troy is one of the uh, the better G five teams. Uh, many people thought Troy should have been the G five rep in the New Year's Six Bowl, and uh, so yeah, I I, I, just, I just feel like Troy. They're gonna want it more. They're a good team, and they're gonna want it more. It's gonna mean more to them, I think. Something to prove. All right. We've got the Camila Bowl Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois. Uh, Arkansas State's favored by one. Do you like me going through all the all the people who are out first um, before we make I think that might oh, be I'm useful not... to our I think that might be useful to our listeners. It adds a lot. It adds a little bit, but uh, yeah. Uh, so Arkansas State transfer portal starting linebacker Javante McKay. Uh, he is not on the bull depth charts. That's 739 snaps gone. Defensive line Caden Lewis. He's also not on the depth chart. 235 snaps. And defensive lineman Ashton Rustmeyer hasn't played since week eight. Uh, they've got a center Jacob uh, Bayer. 697 snaps. He missed the finale after surgery. It sounds like he's going to return for the bowl game. So that would be a huge lift if you can get your center back. Um, And then Zach Wallace missed the regular season finale, so not sure if he will play. Northern Illinois Huskies. Transfer portal safety, Devin Lafayette. Um, Safety, C.J. Brown. Wide receiver, Trey... Erweiler and defensive end George Gums. Travion uh, Rudolph, he withdrew his name from the portal uh, a few days ago, so it looks like he will be with the team. They could be super uh, thin at receiver if Rudolph, for whatever reason, is not allowed to come back. Uh, I don't know why they wouldn't, but who knows what kind of aftertaste that leaves with going into the portal and then coming back but they they lose uh you you have to help me with this name you're pretty good what was the wide receiver is like rutzowicz oh casper uh rutzowicz yep so they lost him for the year and two other starting wide receivers suffered injuries later in the season so i think they're going to be running the ball a lot um but I think I want to give me Arkansas State minus one. Uh, I'll take Northern Northern Illinois. All right. See what uh, Rocky Lombardi and Antario Brown can do. All right. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Okay, next we've got the Armed Forces Bowl, JMU Air Force. This one will be a fun one to watch, in my opinion. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this on December 23rd. Things of note here. We've got JMU coach Kurt Sinetti will not coach after taking the head coaching job at Indiana Offensive Coordinator 
Mike Shanahan, defensive coordinator Brian uh, Hines, and quarterbacks coach Tino Cerniceri are are also leaving for Indiana. Off the line coach and associate head coach Damon Warbluski will serve as a head coach for the Dukes. First ever bowl game with only four coaches not leaving for Indiana. James Madison hired five temporary coaches to get through the bowl game. Transfer portal starting quarterback Jordan McLeod. He's set to play in this game. So that's good to know. Uh, linebacker Jalen Walker. Uh, he's one of their top defenders. 432 snaps. He's in the transfer portal. A linebacker, Aiden Fisher, defense alignment, uh, Clay Kamara. Um, quarterback, Chauncey Logan. Linebacker, Terrace Jones. Defense line, James Carpenter. Uh, running back, Tyson Lawton. Offensive lineman, Tyler uh, Steffens, who's a three-year starter. And then wide receiver, Elijah Surratt. He had 74 catches and over 1,000 yards. That would be a tough blow for them. But huge, huge note here. Reports say that all JMU players in the portal will play. Wow. Interesting. I had not heard that. I had not heard that either. So, I mean, this is the first time I'm using this as uh, information here. So, something to watch. But what's the what's the line right now? JMU? JMU minus two and a half. I might go lay that two and a half. Like in real betting because if you got everybody coming back i i i like that so injuries defense alignment jalen green he uh, missed the final three games he had 15 and a half sacks starting left tackle uh tyshawn wyatt he was lost for the season week nine air force injuries um zach larrier could return for the bowl game according to Troy Calhoun, but also um, wasn't he the coach that also said Larry could miss some time and then like he was back next week or something like that. Yeah. Uh, who, who really knows? Um, he said the same for wide receivers, Dane Kanonman and Jared Rizonis starting court cornerback Jerome Gilliard missed the final four games and starting uh, spur linebacker CJ Boyd hasn't played since week seven. Air Force kind of had the, they, they were really rolling and then kind of faltered there towards the end of the year uh, with this news of everybody for James Madison playing. Uh, give me James Madison. So before you shared that news about James Madison transfer portal players playing, I would have taken Air Force. Um, but if if Surratt and McLeod are both going to play, then then give me JMU. All right. Well, let's just pretend like I didn't tell you all that information after you've <laughs> already made your pick. You pick Air Force. Great. Uh, JMU for both of us. I'm gonna have to go. I, mean, I think McLeod's McLeod's probably the more important of the two, but um, yeah. 
I've got to go back and look at like my bowl pickums and everything. That's that's big news. I that's huge. That's that. huge news. <laughs> so hopefully everybody listening to us has made it into this hour. Got some good good nuggets here. All right. Then we've got the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Georgia State versus Utah State. Utah State is favored by a point and a half. Transfer portal, Georgia State. Stud running back Marcus Carroll. Backup Casey Adams. Uh, top wide receiver Robert Lewis. Starting right tackle Montavious Cunningham. Wide receiver uh, Rico Arnold. Starting cornerback Bryce Queese Brown. Cornerback Tony McRae. And safety Jalen Tate. All in the transfer portal. Utah State. Nobody uh, significant that uh, this site reported injuries monitor Utah state's quarterback injury news. Um, they've used a couple different signal callers over the year, but this particular uh, action network is, is I've referred, I've used this website action network is, is what I'm using here. They believe Levi Williams will get the start which is interesting. So, because Lagos is coming back, right, for next yeah. year. Yep. And then you've already got Hillstead. So, I really don't know <clears throat> from watching this game what we will see for the future. It'll be kind of more of what can we look at at Georgia State maybe. But it's interesting. Um, I don't know. There's a lot missing for Georgia State. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much their whole offense other than Granger. But also, like, Utah State didn't move the ball all that well, and they move really fast, and I'm almost wondering if Georgia State is just good enough that Granger, like, runs the ball himself. Mm. This is a tough one. I think I'm going to go with Utah State just for the travel purposes. Yes, I'm with you. It. I'm with you. Give me Utah State. I I, I, I actually, uh, I mean, I might actually put some money on that line. I just, I don't know. Georgia State's kind of lost everybody, right? And so, I don't know. I really like Utah State. All right. We got the 68 Ventures Bowl. We've got South Alabama versus Eastern Michigan, South Alabama, favored by 15 and a half. This is a huge line. Why is it so big? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, South Alabama was, I think, really good. Eastern Michigan, not so much, maybe. So, opt-outs. South Alabama, Ladanian Webb, not, not playing. Transfer portal, Colin Lacey, 91 catches, 1,300-plus yards. He's not playing uh if i saw things right he got he's like between louisville and texas a&m or something like that um maybe i mean maybe with uh jacory brooks going to louisville maybe that'll change from you know the louisville but uh edge nathan rollins is it kabanch he only had 25 snaps edge gavin uh forsha 14 snaps 
Starting left tackle Jordan Davis will uh, miss the finale with an injury. He played 513 snaps. Uh, losing Colin Lacey, I think, is a big, big deal. And uh, Ladini Webb. Eastern Michigan, starting quarterback Austin Smith. They're not sure if he might actually still play, but if he does not play, uh, Ike in Guanu uh, is more of a runner. Uh, they were he was used in running packages this year, so I don't anticipate them throwing the ball a lot and him running it. Um, then we got starting edge Makai Coleman, defensive lineman Alex. Merritt starting offensive guard Zach Kanadi and tight end Andres Paskey. I think I gotta go Eastern Michigan. I think those points are way too big and misses some big, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I agree, but uh, I'll just be different. I'll take South Alabama. No, thank you. <laughs> I figured it. I figured. I thought maybe you were going to take South Alabama. I mean, (laughs) the game's in Alabama too, so you know that's 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 a bonus for South Alabama. Not as much travel for them, so but it could be a distraction as well, right? It could be. All right. How many more games do we got here? Uh, Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Five more. All right. Do you want to do the names and I'll kind of I'll find them. They're not uh, one for one here, so I got to find them. A little sure. Bit. Uh, so next up is the SRS Distribution Bowl. Um, this is a uh, all Power Five matchup with Utah versus Northwestern. Utah is currently favored by six and a half points. Um, I, I don't just off the top of my head. I'm trying. I don't know. Of any maybe the quarterback for Northwestern is in the portal or not going to play? Nope, he'll be nope. there. Ben Bryant. So, so Northwestern transfer portal defense alignment Matt Lawson, sixteen snaps, and starting left guard Josh uh, Preby. Injuries to safety Coco Asmina. Missed the final two games of the leg injury, but they expect him to be playing for uh, the bowl game. So, for the most part, other than your left guard, Northwestern should be intact. Yeah, Ben Bryant. I think I think I was confusing Kansas State and North, Northwestern. Let's take about uh, the quarterback transfer portal for Utah. Nate Johnson is expected uh, to enter the transfer portal. I'm not sure if he has or not. So uh, quarterback Bryson Barnes said he will play in the bowl. Wide receiver Makai Cope. Wide receiver Mikey Matthews. Cornerback Jatravis Broton. uh, Cornerback Fabian Marks. And linebacker Justin Medlock. Utah lost two important defensive starters earlier this season due to injury. Linebacker Lander Barton and edge Logan Thano. Opt-outs are Devon Vili, wide receiver. He had 669 snaps. Um, and then they're not sure about defensive lineman Johan Ellis. Jonah Ellis. Jonah? Jonah? Yep, Jonah Ellis. Ellis. So they're not sure if he will play or not. Um, 
but yeah, I. Utah has just not been that great to watch. And they play Big Ten type football. It feels gross. Give me Northwestern. I will take Utah. They just, I mean, six and a half is a lot, I think, in this game, but I just feel like Utah is a superior team. I think I think they can. I think I think I think they'll cover it. All right, but we'll see. <laughs> sure. The Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, Coastal Carolina versus San Jose State. San Jose State is favored by ten. Transfer portal, Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall, quarterback Jarrett, Jarrett Guest. Yeah. So third uh, string quarterback, Ethan Vasco, will likely start. They say third string, but I think at the end of the year, he was really second string. But Yeah, he played 233 snaps. So for a third stringer having that many snaps, uh, not really. So here, here are the snap breakdowns. Grayson McCall, 471. Your backup quarterback, Jarrett Guest, 121. Your third stringer. 233. To your point, maybe he's more of the second string. Yeah, I think by the end of the year, he was second string. Uh, starting wide receiver, Jared Brown. Running back, C.J. Beasley. Starting linebacker, J.T. Killen. Defensive back, Jamar Brown. And cornerback, Jacob Prochet. Uh, there's a chance that some of these guys will actually play, which is interesting. Um to here. Injury starting Nickelback uh, Juan Powell missed the final two games. San Jose State transfer portal left tackle Fernando Carmona. He had 765 snaps. So that'll be a huge loss to that offensive line. Left tackle and starting tight end Dominique Mazzotti. Wide receiver Brandon Alvarez and safety Elijah Woods. I think I think losing a left tackle that's got 765 snaps can really mess up what that line does and they run the ball really really well. I think I'm going to take God, I can't. I can't. It's 10 points though. That's a lot. <laughs> Mm. Give me Coastal Carolina. That's a lot of points, though. I will take San Jose State. Uh, So that does it for the Saturday games. Now moving on to the games uh, the day after Christmas. Uh, Tuesday, December 26. Uh, the first game is the Quick Lane Bowl, uh, featuring a G5 versus P5 matchup. We get uh, Bowling Green versus Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by three and a half. And an interesting tidbit uh, in this game, and, and I, I'm, 
I don't remember the kid's name, but Minnesota's Minnesota was um, going to be left without a quarterback. They convinced one of their – it's not the starter. I know that. I know it's not Cali Camanas, um, but I don't remember the kid's name. But they convinced him to stay and play in this game for $30,000. Cole Kramer. There you go. Cole Kramer is going to get $30,000 to – to stay in the game and play to stay to stay uh, at least for this game anyway and, and play Bowling Green. So, um, yeah, just that's the day of the NIL, right? I mean, like you're having to pay a quarterback so you have one for the game. But does it really matter? Minnesota just runs the ball and they run yeah, it so well. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> right? Yeah, I agree. Um, Justice, will you take thirty thousand dollars to turn around and hand the ball off? Absolutely, five times. Absolutely. I mean, couldn't couldn't make an easier thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, to me, like the big question in this game is: uh, Does Darius Taylor play, or is it going to be Jordan Newbin? So, transfer portal, cornerback uh, Jalen Husky, first team All Mac, uh, six hundred twenty-four snaps. Oh, okay. Uh, I heard some footsteps, so I might get interrupted here. Um, cornerback Deshaun Jones and then Teron Keith running back 373 snaps and the leading receiver for Bowling Green injuries. Starting safety Trent Simmons hasn't played since week 10. Uh, Minnesota transfer portal starting Athens Kalamananis. I don't know how to say it. The backup quarterback Drew. Manis. Callum McManus, Drew Vioto, um, then Zach Evans, who just transferred to the Mean Green North oh, Texas, Texas team. Uh, injuries, Darius Taylor has been hurt most of the year. I would assume he would be back for this game. Something to watch. Started Darius Green, uh, safety, linebacker Maverick Barnowski, missed the finale. Um, and linebacker Cody Lundberg did return. Potential opt-outs, safety Tyler Newbin. Tyler Newbin, yeah. Uh, might sit out. Yeah, he's probably a first-round NFL draft pick potentially. So, so I, Minnesota's favorite three-and-a-half, what are you going to take? What am I going to take? I'm going to take yeah. Minnesota. That's what I'm also going to do. <laughs> I think that I like, think that system is just too much of a system. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, like whoever whoever is going to start at running back, whether it's Newbin or Taylor, I look for them to have a field day. Personally, all right. Uh, next up, we got the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl uh, featuring Texas State versus Rice. Uh, Texas State is currently favored by four, and this game is in Texas. So, an all Texas affair. Two Texas teams playing uh, playing in Texas. All right. Uh, Texas State Bobcats transfer portal. Uh, Seventy three snaps for running back Calvin Hill. Injuries. Offensive starters to left guard Dorian Strawn and wide receiver Joey Hobart, who didn't dress for the finale. Defensive end Chance Main hasn't played since week 11. Uh, for the left guard and Dorian Strawn, that's 727 snaps. Rice, nobody in the transfer portal. 
that's uh to note here injuries jt daniels has medically retired um so aj pageant uh will likely start at quarterback and then starting linebacker chris uh Kanati hasn't played since week nine this one's an interesting one here texas state minus four rice hasn't been playing too bad Give me Texas State. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm uh, I with no JT Daniels. I'm not uh, overly excited by by Rice. All right, and we got our last game of the of the night that we're gonna talk about here. That's right the uh, the guaranteed rate bowl. Uh, it's a G5 versus P5 matchup. We got Kansas. Versus UNLV, uh, the game is in Phoenix, Arizona, and Kansas is currently favored by twelve and a half. Big, big score there. Uh, coaching changes for Kansas Jayhawks offensive coordinator Andy uh, Klotnik, um has taken the OC job at Penn State transfer portal. I mean, nothing huge. Uh, Tanaka Scott, 107 snap, 109 snaps at wide receiver and tight end Will Huggins. Injuries, starting right tackle Bryce uh, Cable do 688 snaps. He missed the regular season finale. And then starting offensive guard Michael Ford Jr. left with an injury in the last game, 698 snaps. Transfer portal for the Rebels, safety Cameron Jenkins, and running back Courtney Reese. There are rumors that starting quarterback Jordan Mavia uh, will be the – he will be the starting quarterback, but they uh, They actually think it might be confusion around a BYU quarterback with the same last name entering the portal. Oh, so, Sol J. So they, not sure exactly who will be. Because I thought I thought Jaden did enter the portal, but maybe I could be wrong. I think he did um, as well. Because I thought there was two quarterbacks that went to the portal. Uh, did uh, is. I mean, I'm sorry if I was zoned out for there for a minute. Any word on Ricky White if he's playing or not? Um, it doesn't say that he's a name to watch. Injuries, it just talked about Jet uh, Elad um, didn't play in the conference championship game. But other than that, it didn't talk about anybody else. So I should know maybe if White might uh, opt out to focus on the NFL draft. Yeah, and did not mention anything about that. Same, The same with Devin Neal. But, uh, yeah, this one's an interesting one here with 12 and a half. It's a, it's, I feel like that 12 and a half is a lot. So I want to take the Rebels. I will take Kansas. So I think, I think we have enough different, Luke, where, where yeah. you, you could definitely, you could, you can definitely pass I, me. I, yeah, I could make it up or, uh, if they all hit for me, if they all hit for me, it could be over. (laughs) Uh, As we end uh, our podcast here tonight, uh, 
Texas Tech is currently winning 34 to 14 with 233 left. Yeah, so just kicked a field goal. That's what I was um, let, let me go ahead and update here week one. Um, so that puts going into week two of the bowl games, Luke is one and five against the spread, while Justice is four and two. So I am three games back. Not insurmountable based off of what we have different here. But that's all I got tonight. Justice, do you have anything else? No, no, man. Uh, yeah. Look, make sure. Look, look, root for ODU on Monday. <laughs> we'll look for you on Monday. Uh, make sure you go give us a rate, review, download. Um, it, it helps. We're, to my knowledge, we're the only only podcast doing all G5 all the time, not just this G5 team. There are, there are podcasts that definitely do that where they talk okay. about one team. We're trying to talk about everything. They're your one-stop shop. So G, it's really, really hard to find G5 information during the season. We're hoping that we can uh, give you some of that. We've got a really, really cool thing that we are working on for the summer. Uh, it might not be exactly perfect, but uh, it. I'm really, really excited to yes, share it with yes, you guys yes. when it does come. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, and as we get closer and closer, we'll build it up, build it up, and once we have some stuff uh, lined up, uh, we will we will talk more about that. But yeah, I think it'll be one of a kind, and I think you know if you're not listening. If you are listening, I think you're going to get a, a great advantage uh, come next year. Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at G5Hive. You can find me at Justice underscore 2318. Luke? Uh, yeah, you can find me. Um, on the X, on the on the Bird app, on the Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, at Probasco Luke. Um, have another podcast out there that does Casual to Degenerates podcast. It's my home league where we just uh, razz each other in in our league. But yeah, uh, I'm hoping this off season to do a little bit more writing. It's really hard in the season uh, to get my kids to events, uh, do two podcasts, and then do writing. So. The writing is more of the off-season stuff when I've got some time here and there. Hopefully break down new my, – my goal be breaking down new coaching uh, jobs, whether it's P5 or G5, because I, I, I do play fantasy football on the college level, and, and I do like to know what those P5 schools are doing too. So uh, look out for, for those. And if you have any ideas or anything you want to listen to that you want us to talk about in the off season, please DM justice, DM me, DM the G five hive, whatever it is. We want to hear about it um, because it's about that time where it's going to be, you know, what do we talk about? And it justice and I might think it's important or think it's fun to talk about, but you guys are our consumers. So what do you want to hear? That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back, like I said, uh, next Tuesday. So uh, probably around the same time, 10, 15-ish. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, 
go Monarchs. Uh, look forward to the uh, the upcoming bowl games, and hopefully we can get. Uh, I feel like we got a good shot at like at least two G five over P five. I don't necessarily want to call them upsets because one of them, the G five, is favored. Um, yeah. But but you know, look, I think I think we got a good shot at uh, the G five winning at least two games over the P five in this coming week. So looking forward to that, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah, go. 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 Go.